You're listening to a DM podcast. Back in September last year, Rogerson and I recorded an episode of Suddenly Senior with the wonderful, the lovable, the irascible icon of Australian radio, Dougie Mulray. We had such a laugh chatting with Uncle Doug and we were so sad to wake up today to the news that he died. While clearly he did have a lot of health issues going on at the time that we spoke, as always, Dougie was good-humoured and generous of spirit when he joined us for this chat. Let's go on yeah, a trip. let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff. Pour yourself a small bevy and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Doug Mulray was the voice, really. If you thought about... Can if- you understand it? <laughs> <laughs> See? We're talking with Doug Mulray, uh, who was the voice of 80s <laughs> FM radio. If you thought about 80s FM radio in Sydney, it was this man, Doug Mulray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, he had TV shows, a little little bit of Beauty and the Beast, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, only because I was promoting my online business. <laughs> A raconteur, a bon vivant, a lovely man. We're honoured to have him here in the studio. Lovely to have you here. (laughs) Thank you very much. Lovely to be here. Lovely of you to come in. Lovely to be anywhere, really. Thank you, Doug. That's this program. You actually have a title for it. It's called Suddenly Suddenly Senior. Senior. Mm. And I'm assuming you are a senior. We're calling anyone who's 60 plus a senior. Look at this. Look at these bruises that form if I brush past something. (laughs) Look at the hair loss. Look at the tendency to obesity. My teeth. There's not quite white. I mean, it's... it's you flags, look well, though. They? Despite all of that, you mm. do look very, very well. Do I? You do. Mm. Well, I've been awful sick. <laughs> do you want to talk about that? Well, do you want to sit next to me? <laughs> I mean, really, coughing and... Ooh, well, really? you brought drugs in with you, but not drugs. the fun ones. Not the sort I used to bring into the studio, <laughs> damn it. Back in the days when that was uh, a not fun allowed. thing to do. No, mm. this is this is at lozenges and, you know, a little, little puffer. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly senior Who knows Every trip to the doctor The doctor used to be Someone you went to If a bone broke so badly That a piece of it Stuck through your flesh (laughs) And you were dragging Your leg behind you Then you would go Because your mother Would probably say I'll be all right In a couple of weeks Yeah but put a bit Of araldite on there But now it's the fear Isn't it It's the fear And then once you're On the treadmill of course They get you in there And they say I'm going to send you For the test I said, but, you know, the blood looks right. She said, yes, but look at you. You are old and you're fat. <laughs> I just did some tests yesterday. Oh, you did do some yeah, tests? Yeah, yeah, I had that one. This is, radioactive what, this is what we've shitting. always been scared of with this program. It would just be old people sitting around talking, talking about, about their, their ailments. ailments. Oh, well, yeah. well, good, I'm glad I could be here then. <laughs> <laughs> glad he could oblige. Yeah, but I haven't got the results yet, which is why I'm cheery. Oh, oh good. that's good. If you that's got good. me tomorrow afternoon, God. You never know what I could, could have had a little cloud over my head. Now, Dougie. Darling. You retired you. from broadcasting I'm, 20 I'm years next to ago. Angela Caterns. <laughs> She's magnificent. One of the many people that uh, Qantas uh, fucked over, really. Yeah, what a, wasn't that yeah. a bad You were move. the only reason I was flying Qantas in the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> for the announcement or the in-flight the channel? Announcement. Oh, the announcement. The only sentence in the English language to begin with subtly. Oh. Subtly, every aircraft is different. Oh, mm-hmm. God. You see, already I'm strapping in. <laughs> I remember an old <laughs> Shelley Berman sketch. Shelley Berman, Jewish comedian, New York, you know. He said, if everybody brings their voice down, we will not stop talking. You restrict your breathing. You will become aware of air conditioning. (laughs) Indirectly, this is an insult to you. No, I wanted to ask you this. So you retired something like 20 years ago. Was that always the plan to reach the top of your game and then give it all away and go sailing? Or was there a catalyst? Uh, I was pretty keen to get out. In fact, you know, there's a, they did a 60 Minutes on me years ago. I used to think that was a good thing, you know. But I'm, I'm pretty much living what I said I would do. Did I, you? So well, that never, was your plan all along? Never did it for the money. No. I always did it because it was a joy to do. Yeah. And I got to a point where it wasn't a joy to do anymore. I'm never much like being a public person, which is why this is the first time I've sat in front of a microphone in a very long time. And I... I figured if I had enough, and it's hard to know what's enough because, you know, the world, as anybody with a mortgage at the moment will tell you, <laughs> changes pretty rapidly. But I, I kind of thought if I had enough to uh, house myself, meet all those, what's that uh, scale of needs? That, uh, um, if I could clothe myself, if I could educate my kids um, and afford, little did I know, the medical care that would be required, you know, later in life as my eyes grew dim. <laughs> but I... I uh, I, I figured that I'd, I'd get out because I wasn't particularly liking the exposure. I, right. We should just point person. out to those who aren't familiar with Dougie Mulray that he was a, a, a hugely successful breakfast radio presenter. Mm, mm. Mm. And, and nude model. And, that's and nude right. model, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you love that? The nude modelling? Mm. No, no, I, I, my, my penis was too small. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. just like the way we have brought up male prostitution at this stage. No. They brought up everything else. Oh, yes. No, this is about me, not about you. Yes, okay. You ego maniac. He was popular, though. But, but you see, it's fascinating, though, because when people get senior, they think about, our oh, retirement. We've had a lot of people on this program who said, we never want to retire, never want to have anything to do with it. But you actually went early, went hard, went early, <laughs> and uh, it's it's it, you, you haven't fallen over playing bowls at the age of 50. You've actually flourished. Oh, no, no, I'm chronically depressed and, and seriously ill, so you I wouldn't say well. that. I, you look very, very well and well, happy. No, no, I've had to stop drinking. Wow. Fatty liver. Is that right? Oh. Well, I'm waiting for the results. To, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Of that that's test. That's what they were testing. Have you had that test? No. No. Uh, well, so, but you, you do the thing, don't you? You, you, you eat pretty well. Me? You, yeah. Yeah, I do do the thing. Yeah. And I live in the country now. And you always have. But, listen, it's not about me. It's about you. Oh, uh, do you miss being young? The legendary Angela Couture. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I probably miss mobility. I'm not very mobile. Aren't you? No. No, I had some is spinal that- surgery. I had a hip replacement, and, and that makes me realise how bad the other one is, so I'll probably have to have that done. But I did have a mate whose dad recently died at 100, and he'd had both hips and both knees and, uh, and a pacemaker, and he said... It's fantastic. He said, you just go in there, you get a new part. Yeah. <laughs> Never felt any better. But I hate the intrusion. I, I hate the, 
you know how you become a number. You walk in a hospital door and they put on the bum mm. crack revealing gown and you're number 232. <laughs> yeah. And for hip replacement, I've seen the pictures. They suspend you. Your, your leg hangs up there off a hook. You look like a butcher shop window <laughs> circa 1935. Oh, you could picture the water running down the glass and the, and the, the sawdust Chops, on the floor. Nine and Chops, five. And, and some, some laughing oh, butcher who you, you just are sure is a serial killer when he's not looking after Mrs. Smith and a puppy who gets the bones on a Thursday. It's like a, so you've almost ticked all the boxes. You, you've had the hips. You've had all the other bits and pieces. I'm just too hip, baby. <laughs> what happened to him? Western, Western Australian. Um, hip to be. No, 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 I'm no, just that's too, Huey Lewis. That was Huey just, Lewis. Oh no, we don't talk about him. huge Huey. <laughs> I had dinner with Huey Lewis one night, and he was Is really true, pissed off about the fact that Melissa Etheridge yeah. was his opening act. And she'd got all the groupies. Oh, he yeah. was pissed off. Yeah, I said, "Just get over it, Huey." Huey, huge Huey. Yeah. Well, I'm very interested in what you just did. Then you, you were anecdotal because mm. I thought I'll do some preparation. You know, I've got plenty of anecdotes. My kids, I start to say, "Well, back in the day," and they go, "Oh, Grandpa Simpson." Was that back in a time when it was fashionable to wear an onion in your pocket? <laughs> yeah, but. Um, Anecdotal is is like, you know, you've got to be so careful with that. So I thought if there's three of us who are used to talking over everybody. Um, Something know, will get said. She's one of the few girls I know who can mansplain when, she's, when, she, gets the, <laughs> when she gets the bit between her teeth. That's cool. <laughs> well, that's right. So could you answer this question? Do mm. you listen to the radio these days? I sometimes listen to Radio National. I sometimes listen to uh, the local Radio in uh, mm-hmm. 2BL 702, you know, mm. yeah. I'm whatever they're calling it this whatever week. Whatever they call it this week. I yeah. listen to that because I live in, in Sydney. I listen to it only when I'm driving. I never seek out the radio for entertainment or diversion. I listen to it to stop me from going to sleep when I'm driving to and from <laughs> the farm. Do you listen to podcasts? Uh, no. No. But you no. did Other than this one. this one. Yeah, Before I listen because I was telling it's best. Forewarned is foreskinned, I always say. <laughs> so I came in to see what you were up to and I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought there was some very funny stuff. Spallachi coming in. Yeah, Spallachi. You was said, great. what was the upside of being older? And she said, I don't have to wear a bra or anything. <laughs> I she's can wearing relate overalls. To that. Yeah, that was I great. can relate to that. <laughs> What's the upside of aging for you, Dougie? Can't see any really. No, really? No. And so, no, 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 grandkids? Well, have you got no, grandkids? No expectations, really. People right. just think you're a duffer, you know. <laughs> you know, but when they spend five minutes with you, they must realize after that period of time, hang they on, right. there's something here, or they're right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's right. Look, you've flourished. I, I've got to say, as a man who've known you for many years, mm-hmm. uh, you've retired, but you seem to have had the most fabulous retirement in the fact that you've become a guitarist. Oh, well, a I musician play, of your own? I play. Yeah. I watch these internet people. I mean, what a, a fantastic year to learn to play an instrument now where there's 8,000 brilliant people and probably 1% or 2% of them also pretty good teachers who are there dispensing wisdom. And you can sort of... Online. You can spend five years clumsily trying to work out how to get that thing going and then they say, oh, don't even worry about that. You can just play that like this using a triad up here and it sounds just the same. And you don't have to distort your fingers and develop cramp working out how to do it. And you think, had somebody told me that <laughs> back in the 60s, man. Would you have been a muso? Uh, no, because I, I mean, and my son and I argue about this. My 
younger son. How old's he? He's one of twins, 31. Uh-huh. My older son is 39, uh-huh. James. And we have a new son. We have a new son, uh, Lizzie, I'm still, Lizzie and I are still together. Yes. Oh, I think it's just, you know, it's easier that way, really. An atmosphere of mutual hostility. <laughs> um, Keeps things going, doesn't it? When we got together, she told me that um, I should know that there was a child that she'd given up for adoption Is when she was gosh. very young. Yeah, and that, you know, who knows? Because she told people she was quite prepared to have this child um, seek, come back into her, her life, our yeah. lives if mm. we got together. Yeah. Um, would I be cool with it? And I said, darling, whatever. Any, whatever. Your, your child is my child. Which is interesting because, you know, I knew the father. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't going to be easy. Oh, you remember right? Murph? Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. So oh, um, at the ripe old age of 48, he finds his mum. Isn't that amazing? Our Keith. Isn't that fantastic? And he's got, you asked about grandchildren. I don't have, I have a grand dog who is with us. <laughs> um, most of my children are not interested in reproducing at all. I think they've seen the family lineage, the propensity for decrepitude, um, joint collapse, uh, and, and depression. So they've said, oh no, we wouldn't bring any more of these into the world. But Keith, of course, he wasn't, he's good from a different gene pool. Right. And he's uh, married to a beautiful girl and. Uh, with two beautiful children, so we kind of got these instant grandchildren. Perfect. And they're gorgeous, oh. beautiful little girls. How great. Muzzle tough. Muzzle tough. Is there a softening, you think, and I, I don't want to use this just as an excuse oh, for yes. about 10 minutes of gags, no, yes, there that is. comes with getting older, <laughs> yes. whereas you are a, a <laughs> you are a, somebody who is, is just becoming such a lovely oh, older man. I was always sake. old. I used to call myself old when I was young. Were you always lovely? I went through a phase where I would just tell people on the air, like the audience at large, that I loved them, and Liz said, you can't do that. It just sounds terrible. It sounds insincere. I said, well, it's not really. You know, I'm, I'm a person with a capacity for a great deal of love. You know, I like to think that what we disseminate is loving. You know, it's, it's done. I'm very grateful for them loving what we do because that makes our lives possible. And, you know, and I'd say, I love you. And people walking down the street would stop. They'd stop their car and roll down there and say, love you, Dougie. I'd say, oh, oh, that's lo- lovely. So love you too. And listen, the number of times that he said to me, I don't believe this. They should all be vomiting. They should all be appalled. And you couldn't do it now. Here's another thing. That's another reason I'm glad I got out because how anybody survives in the world of social media, I do not know. Mm. I mean, I look at what happened to Lee Sales and Mm. I'm I'm interested. I'm reading um, Galbraith, the um, alter ego of uh, J.K. Rowling's book at the moment. I mean, it's appalling, really. It's just, you know, endless, a thousand pages. And because she's so powerful and makes so much money for publishers, they don't have the guts to tell us she should have taken 300 pages off for a start. (laughs) But it's looking at that subculture, the the bullying and the trolling, because, you know, she, she copped a lot of it. My daughter is said this woman is, you know, She's a, a, a dangerous fiend. And there are a lot of people who feel that. Mm. But, I mean, I also see a woman who was just singled out. And 
There's so much misinformation. I mean, we live in the age of Trump, for Christ's sake. Yeah. We live in an age where we can have a prime minister who runs five ministries and nobody knows except the Governor-General, but he doesn't feel obliged to tell anyone. I mean, you've got no idea, you know, who's up who and who hasn't paid, as we used to say. You probably can't say that anymore, can you? Probably not. Whether you're Arthur or Martha. <laughs> Whether you're Arthur or Martha. How's that? So, can't say that either because that's gender identification. I can't get a word either. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, that's what up. he's oh, like. Shut up. So, it's one, it's you want to run an interview program with someone who doesn't talk? <laughs> I've, seen that happen. I've seen that happen too. <laughs> no, darling, I'm loving it. Do you feel old? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. When did you realise you were suddenly senior then? I don't think I sort of felt old until I started to be less mobile. That was the thing, you know. And the other clear sign was talking about medication. Yeah. Right. Because I can remember my parents' conversation um, rather disturbingly becoming about, you know, their bowels quite a bit, um, stools. Uh, and, and we're talking about no, <laughs> kitchen no, stools. No, it? no, I've still got one of mum's old kitchen stools. Affirming, we're back. <laughs> it's Friday to have one of your mum's old stools, isn't it? I still have because it's perfect height for the guitar. <laughs> she was a big eater. Uh, but they also talked about drugs. Yeah. In the same way we used to. We but, used know, to when yeah, it was like Gottney. Pharmaceutical, on first name basis with the chemist. Len, his name was, I remember. Yeah. The chemist, yeah. And Len this generation chem- used to take whatever they were told oh, to absolutely. take. They'd rattle some of the walking That's down the right. road. Because you, you placed uh, all your faith in the medical profession and, and, and chemists were just slightly down on that, that uh, list of, of notables. Mm. And Len, we, you know, he featured large in Mum and Dad's social because as they became older and more limited in their movements, I mean, trips to the doctor was a social event. Mm. And, and, and I've also noticed that about myself. You know, I'd ring when I had... Did you get dressed up? Had a house. I had, had a, a, you know, various things I was attending to, people who worked for me and with me. And, you know, you were... Busy and it's breakfast, so you know it's you're up at four o'clock and you're mm. doing the thing, and then desperate for a, a glass of wine at two o'clock, and then collapse so about ten, and it all goes on again. And in the meantime, you've conducted and constructed an industry. But I would ring my I'd ring my mother and father. My dad had been a very busy lawyer, and my mum was a teacher. They had busy lives, mm. yeah. and I'd ring them and say, "Look." I've got a thing on, you know, somebody's called, Angela Caterns is called, you know, it's very important that I talk to Angela, uh, or even though I won't let her get a word in. It's important I talk out of real. And Dad would say, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And say, so I won't be able to get uh, James from school this afternoon. Uh, could you do that? And he'd go, oh. And I'd say, uh, what is it? He said, well, it's, you know, it's a bit late. I'd say, well, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> And he said, you know, I, I, just, I just got off the air and he'd say, yes, but, you know, we, we've got to go to Dr. Lim's at 11. And I'd say, right. Well, it's only about 20 minutes from there. And he said, we'd like to get there early, you know, so we can get a park near the gate, you know, so he can <laughs> he can see the car. So we don't even have to, you know, we wouldn't want anyone yeah, to, you know. want him to know that we're in the area. Him or anything. It's so fine. And then they'd have to pack some food, and, you know. I mean, really. And now... If I make an appointment to do more than one thing in a day, it's a bloody miracle. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we watched you when you arrived here or walk across the road. I ran. And, and seriously, we saw you run, and I thought, he's going to die. We're going to actually now watch Doug Mulray be run over in front of us. But, you you know, the cab stopped in front and didn't take you out. And you, you stopped. Yeah, you know, there was a bit of honking and all that, but you did get across the road fine. So you're reasonably <laughs> why agile. Did, nimble. Why did the ageing radio broadcast across the road? <laughs> yeah. To get to talk over Angela Caterns. <laughs> it's not very funny, but, you know, it's yeah, topical. Very topical. topical. It's very topical. What do you look forward to, Doug? I can't see anything through this microphone that Angela insists I pull in front of my face. <laughs> can't I have it off to this side? No, you can't. Oh. Sorry, I'm watching the levels over there. Is there anything She's you good. look forward to? She's good. See, in the this is like the this is like the whole train dispute in New South Wales. You used to have a guard to do that. Mm. Yes, you know, exactly. And now the driver does it all. <laughs> Do you look forward to anything? What do you look forward to? Stop it. I want a woman who touches me when she talks. <laughs> I want to see her eyes. She's tapping me on the knee when she talks to me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what you've read about her sexual predilections. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't mind the old blokes. Well, that's the good thing about being an old bloke. You're not very threatening, really, are you? Not at all. No. No. But anyway, do you look forward to sailing? Uh, no, I just uh, sold my boat. Oh. I was getting anxious about going down there. I didn't feel that I was strong enough anymore or, right? or perspicacious enough to navigate the storms of life and the storms that awaits one. The literal that awaits storms. one in the Tasman Sea. Ah. No, I, I, I did it for 20 years and it's quite a big boat. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, no, I did that my whole life, but I owned a boat. I swore I never would because mm. you sail. I say. I know. Mm. Commodore Caterns. Commodore Caterns. I had a hat. I could have given you the hat. <laughs> I let it go with the boat. For my 60th birthday, my kids gave me the Admiral's jacket with the oh. braid. Oh, wow. And the little buttons. And I kept the jackets, but I let the hat go. Mm. And the boat. And the boat. And, and, and made the biggest mistake of my life. I sold it to a, a dear friend of mine, a keyboard player with our little band. The Disappointed Superannuance, by the way. Is that the name of the band? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> I told you I was pretty negative about the ageing process. This Disappointed Superannuance, but none of us very happy with the way our lives have turned out. But Nick... Um, How can you say that? He said, he said, I want that boat. He pay, wasn't going to take no. Pay, he wasn't going to take no and he wasn't going to pay for it. <laughs> so he put together a consortium of like-minded people. Mostly he'd introduced us to, we liked very much, but he'd met them, he'd done a lot of cruising around Australia and they were many of them from Melbourne and they they put the money in and there's like six or seven of them own the boat and it now lives at Hamilton Island and oh, they've just nice. raced in the big boat series and it's a it's a it's a great thing. But I, I was getting to the point where I was getting on it to justify the expense of owning it and keeping it and maintaining it. Mm. And that's a dumb thing to do. Mm. You know, really. I'd get anxious before we went out there. Anxious that it wouldn't start. Anxious that it would. Then I'd have yeah, to take it out. A big wind had come up. So it wasn't well, one had, of those. I had a couple of pretty scary moments. Mm. Yeah, so it wasn't one of those fun things. You just go, I'm going to go boating today. The, the thought that went into it was almost too much. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Well, well. It's a big, you know. Angel will tell you if you know, especially if you take the boat to sea, if you go somewhere, if you journey, you know, like mm. it's a serious responsibility, not just to you but to others on the waterway. And you know, you've got to be two parts mechanic and two parts skipper, and you've got to be able to. You know, read weather, and and you've got to you've got to be au fait with a lot of different skills. My kids over the years, and one of my dreams was that the kids would be able to do this with mm -hmm. me. And you know, I can remember James saying to me 
you know, Dad, you know, it'd be great if I could take the boat out this week. And I'd say, well, you probably need to spend like two months on the boat with like learning where this turns on and that turns on. If you don't turn that on before you turn this on, then that'll fill with water and, you know, you'll suddenly... You're, listening, you know, you're listening to boat talk here sorry, I on Suddenly Senior. <laughs> Two <laughs> old salts Reminds talking about boats. Reminds you of Simon to keep an onion in your pocket. <laughs> so uh, uh, does anything, has anything taken the place of sailing in your life these days? If, uh, well, do you have an activity or well, a just, sport? Just music. I just, play, just music. I just play guitar night for day, yeah. Do you play in public? Uh, not if I can help it. Why not? Uh, because I don't. I'm not confident about it. But you play with other people, so you've got a little band. Uh, well, we just play at home. Yeah. So right. Uh, Nick, who bought the boat, uh, and Lizzie, who. So you asked, are you a musician? And I mm. said no, because you know, you know, you and I, the three of us, have spent a lot of time, you know, talking well, with people. Huey like Lewis, for yeah, example. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we a bit about, but I know what a good musician is. Yeah. So people say you're a musician. I say. Bleh. You know, I can play a bit, I can sing a bit, and i got a couple of mates with studios and I've recorded a few things, and, you know, like, it's great. But, I, I mean, one, I don't seek fame. It's, I loathe it, and I don't want to pursue fortune. I mean, it's interesting why you do music. I mean, the real reason, you look at where popular music came from, you know, when they finally developed mobile recording technology. There are interesting documentaries on it, and they go out to American cities. It really began there. And they say, you know, on the 14th of January in Louisville, Kentucky, there'll be an RCA mobile recording wagon. You know, if you can play or you'd like to play, we'll record you. And people travel for five days from the Appalachian Mountains, you know, on a mule. And, they, and they've got their kids. With their family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they come down and all they've ever done before is play on the, on the veranda. Hoop-de-doo, they come down, they sings up a song that they've been singing there with Bessie Lou and Bobby Joe, and they, they just think it's fantastic to put their voice on a piece of vinyl to keep for perpetuity. And and then bingo, people start buying it and it becomes an industry and it's it's fucked without being kissed yeah. within 30 years where it's all about the exploitation of artists and the creation of myths. Suddenly we're at Spotify. Yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of back to sitting on the porch with the people of like mind who Lovely. may be great. Lovely, there just are, noodling away. There are two people we met who incidentally run D- Douglas Hanley Moyer, which is kind of funny, mm. you know, that I should be involved in industry so close to my heart, <laughs> lungs, liver, spleen. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Roger's just passed, unfortunately, but... Uh, those guys just loved music and I met them through a couple of friends and they got a little house in Balmain and we'd go there and there were people there. They were, they were fantastic people, you know, mm. legendary names from Backsliders and Captain Matchbox, Whoopi Bad, who play and everyone would go like, wow. But then there'd be guys who were just learning and there'd be guys like me who were somewhere in the middle who could do it but weren't ever going to hold an audience, you know. But it's a, a nice community to be part of, though. And everybody it, would play a song and you'd have a beer and yeah, you know, a sausage. And, yeah, that, to me, is where music really kicks ass, where it just is a, a medium for love and sharing. And That's beautiful. And it keeps dementia at bay. She really meant that. It's, yeah, I do. And it keeps dementia at bay. It keeps your brain engaged, which is what we want to do as we're ageing. Yeah, well, thank you for keeping mine engaged. I can see you winding up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for keeping my uh, (laughs) mind engaged for the last 
Uh, we can do it again, and I won't uh, interrupt you so much. I don't of course you, you will. For a minute. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> bye, bye, darling. Thank you very much for coming in. No, it's been it's, a delight. It's been a pleasure. You know, we love you. No, no, I love you too. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment as long as it's nice. <laughs> if it's not, that's right. Fuck off. Yes. See you next time, Ed. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. <laughs> 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 <laughs>